The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to the Ewan Grant Podcast and welcome to everyone joining me on the Listener app. Limestone Coasters, they say a week is a long time in politics and what a week it's been in politics in South Australia. In today's podcast, I get to talk to Peter Malinowskis. He was in town this week on a whistle-stop tour of the Limestone Coast. I had to catch up with Troy Bell, member for Mount Gambia. And Claire Scriven has been officially sworn in as Minister for Primary Industries and Regional Development and the Minister for Forestry as part of the Cabinet that's been announced by new Premier Peter Malinowskis, and we get to talk to her. Let's get things underway. The Premier of South Australia, Peter Malinowskis, g'day. Good morning, Ewan, and good morning to your listeners. Now, Peter, you were in town yesterday. What brought you to the Limestone Coast four days after being elected leader of South Australia? I think it was my second day as being uh, the leader, being the premier of the state, Ewan, and um, <laughs> I made a, I made a commitment to to Troy Bell and to the community of the Limestone Coast that I'd have my feet on the ground within 72 hours of being sworn in, and I was 24 hours early. So, um, <laughs> but look, I, I I I'm really committed, Ewan, to delivering on all the commitments that we made that I took to the last to took to the election, and I'm incredibly excited about it. There's a there's a lot of potential, and that beautiful part of our state, and I want to make sure I can do everything to realise that potential. Peter, you have uh, you have promised a whole lot of money for uh, for health in the Limestone Coast region, uh, but health is not the only focus. No, it's not. So there's a we've got a fifty million dollar package of upgrading health services in the Limestone Coast, um, uh, everywhere from Mount Gambier Hospital to the Narracourt Hospital, investing in the ambulance service, but also once and for all solving the funding issues with the Keith Hospital. Um, but outside of that, I've got a big plan for education, training and skills in the Limestone Coast. Um, I want to realise growth in the forestry industry while at the same time maintaining the, the productive value of the agriculture sector. But I've also got a keen eye on the fact that the uh, crayfishing industry at the moment um, is doing a tough with the trade war to ch- with China. So there's lots of work to do. Uh, and like I said, I, I just genuinely believe you and that there's more economic opportunity in the southeast than pretty much any other region in the state. And, and I want to realise that potential. Where would you like to see the southeast in the next four years under under your leadership? Growing, uh, look, the southeast has already got a growing economy, but I want to make sure that in order to facilitate that growing economy, there are people living in the community with the education, training and skills to realise that chance. Um, and that's going to take time, right? So if in four years' time we can have delivered on our brand new trade school, which we're going to build in Mount Gambia, um, while at the same time investing in the TAFE, while at the same time um, doing a lot of work to unlock the forestry industry in a time when the rest of the world needs a lot more uh, timber, um, amongst other wood fibre products, if we can be on track to doing that, then we would have been setting up the southeast for the long term. This isn't, about a, this isn't about a plan that I took to the election to win a few votes, um, you know, and, and Labor doesn't hold the seat of Mount Gambier or McKillop. This is about a long-term vision for the future of our state. And I just, I just believe that it's not a case of, you know, uh, people in the Limestone Coast needing Adelaide. In actual fact, it's Adelaide needing the Limestone Coast. When the Limestone Coast exceeds, the rest of the state succeeds. And that's what my plan aims to achieve. Peter, it's it's one of the things that you've said on many occasions. Uh, investing in our region means that everyone in South Australia benefits. And and if you've got a a focus on the regions, then South Australia is going to be better for it in four years. You guys have got a busy day today. You've uh, got swearing in of cabinet. 
Yes, we do. Um, our whole uh, cabinet is being sworn in today, and I'm very proud of the fact that for the first time in the history of South Australia, I'll say that again, for the first time in the history of South Australia, we will have a female member of the cabinet who lives in the southeast, and that is Claire Scriven, who lives at Port Mac. Um, uh, Claire has a family in, in Port Macdonald. She's from the region. She's passionate about the, the region, and she's been sworn in as a minister today, and, and that's quite an achievement for her, but more important, it means that there is strong representation around my cabinet table uh, from the Limestone Coast. Hey, Peter, it's great to talk to you this morning. You've got a really busy day. Thanks for dropping by yesterday to the Limestone Coast. You'll see plenty more of us. Thanks, you, and appreciate it. Cheers, Thanks, mate. mate. Brand new Premier Peter Malinowski is joining me for a chat today. And it's interesting to note that not only has Claire Scriven officially been sworn in as a Minister for Primary Industries and Regional Development and Minister for Forestry as part of the Cabinet announcement, but Kayam Ma has been officially sworn in as the Attorney-General and Minister for Aboriginal Affairs and Minister for Industrial Relations and Public Sector as part of the Cabinet announcement. Kayam grew up in Mount Gambier and attended Grant High School before moving to Adelaide. Today's announcement is also important in that Kayam is the first Indigenous person to be named as Minister for Aboriginal Affairs and Kayam is also a proud supporter of the OK Pie Shop. Big shout out to the team at the OK Pie Shop. He reckons they're sausage rolls are the best sausage rolls ever and I'd have to agree. It's time to catch up with uh, Troy Bell. He is the member for Mayor Gambia. Troy, g'day. Good morning, Ewan. Good morning, listeners. Mate, I caught up with Peter earlier today. Um, what an amazing bloke our Premier is. Yeah, listen, he's uh, he, he's true to his word. He rang me on um, Saturday night just to reconfirm when it looked like he uh, had an absolute majority that uh, his commitment to uh, myself and our community was to be here within 72 hours uh, and also that the $100 million that was promised uh, before the election uh, was set in stone. So he's, he's made good on certainly the first part of that and... Uh, um, in terms of the number of uh, phone calls and contacts that I've got to make over the next uh, couple of weeks with the new ministers and their departments, um, I'm, I'm really excited and looking forward to uh, putting plans in place to deliver the, the $100 million. And, you know, th this was a, uh, a good campaign that we ran. I was really aiming to try and get the Liberal Party to commit as well so that our community was in the best position possible that... Uh, because you never know what's going to happen in an election. Everyone thinks they do, and, and, <laughs> and hindsight's a wonderful thing. But uh, my my role was to try and get a you know hundred million dollar commitment out of the Liberal Party. Um, they only came forward with two point seven, uh, no matter how hard I tried. So in the end, it's it's worked out really well for our community. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to see some really exciting times. Um, you know, the previous Premier was only here three times in four years. Mm. Well, you know, 72 hours, the new Premier's already been here. And yesterday he's committed that uh, the first country cabinet for um, South Australia will be in Mount Gambia. Um, and he's he's looking about May to uh, roll those out. So that means every, every minister, uh, but more importantly, every CEO and head of the government departments will be here um, and... You know, that's a chance for our community to uh, to really work with the uh, the heads of each department uh, to deliver on on this quite amazing package. Troy, is it the first time that we have seen 
a premier, at least in recent memory, actually pay attention to regional areas? Absolutely. Everyone, when I first got in and, you know, I'd heard it from being a kid as well growing up in Mount Gambier that uh, the, the uh, state finishes at the toll gate. You know, we hear that over and over again. Um, and, you know, this is the first time that I've seen real attention um, on our region. Uh, and I'm unapologetic about that. Uh, my role is to represent the seat of Mount Gambier. Um, other regional MPs have to represent their region. So, and I've always thought that we spread ourselves too thin um, by trying to do too much. Mount Gambier is the state's second largest city. We we need to start uh, acting that way. We need to start demanding uh, the services that we need. And uh, that's what my role is. And, and I think we're we're ticking a few things off. Now, not everything's ticked off. We were talking yesterday about tourism, um, also talking about housing, um, two big issues that uh, uh, that we need to continually address. Mm. Um, but I'll tell you what, we've, we've made a pretty good start um, with uh, uh, the new Premier and, um, and the new government. And, you know, I think what listeners need to, um, you know, consider... We can sit here and, and, and we could be angry that uh, they sold the forest. Um, Malinowskis has addressed that and said uh, it was a mistake. Uh, he wasn't in government at that point. Now, that, that easy to say, um, and uh, but he genuinely means it. And um, I, I think he's going to work with our community to, to grow the state's second largest city. And, you know, I think it's incumbent on, on me as an independent member and beneficial for our community to work with the government um, and and get what we can and uh, in a proactive way, uh, versus just continually throwing rocks and uh, and getting nothing. Troy, one of the the best statements that I've heard from Peter uh, is that uh, investing in our regions means that everybody in South Australia benefits. I couldn't agree more. If uh, if that's one of his core values, then you know the state's going to go far. Absolutely, he said it time and time again. He said words to the effect that. Uh, you know, everyone in the city thinks that uh, Mount Gambier needs the city. Well, in actual fact, uh, the city needs Mount Gambier because this is where the productive and, and um, uh, most profitable part of the state is. And if you grow the Limestone Coast, you grow Mount Gambier, you're going to grow the state. And that's very much what Tom Playford uh, had in mind when he was investing heavily in regional South Australia. Um, and I see... You know, similar elements um, in the new Premier. Now, you know, let, let, let's be realistic. We, he, he's in a honeymoon period. Um, you know, he, he's got to be put to the uh, uh, the test. But um, the early signs are, are pretty promising. And um, I, I think our community, uh, if, if they give him a chance, um, might see some, um, you know, good results coming coming down the track. If nothing else, I don't think we've ever seen a Premier down within 72 hours of, uh, of forming government. No, and people need to realise just what type of massive effort that is. He he hasn't even sworn in his cabinet. So no, that's happening people, today. He'd have people jostling for positions. He'd have, um, you know, uh, the head of BHP, um, you know, wanting to know what what's what the direction is for for some of the big projects in the state. He, his phone rang uh, every minute that uh, I was with him, and he, he just put it on silent. And he said, we're concentrating on uh, on Mount Gambier in the southeast today. Uh, uh, to, to, to have that type of commitment and uh, honour his word, uh, you know, 
I, I, this is a bloke I'm pretty sure we can work with and uh, get the best we can for our region. Some good things coming our way, hopefully. Hey, Troy, it's always <laughs> good to catch up. I'm, I'm over the moon that yesterday's visit went really, really well. Thanks for taking some time out to chat to us about it today. Thank you, Ewan. You have a great day. Now, Lowestone Coasters, as we continue to talk politics, it's been a huge week in the world of politics. And yesterday, South Australia's new Premier, Peter Malinowskis, yesterday he revealed which MPs have been selected to take on ministerial roles. He was on the show yesterday, and here is what he had to say about a particular local to the Limestone Coast. I'm very proud of the fact that for the first time in the history of South Australia... I'll say that again, for the first time in the history of South Australia, we will have a female member of the Cabinet who lives in the southeast, and that is Claire Scriven, who lives at Port Mac. Um, uh, Claire has a family in, in Port Macdonald. She's from the region. She's passionate about the, the region, and she's been sworn in as a minister today, and, and that's quite a achievement for her. But more important, it means that there is strong representation around my Cabinet table uh, from the Limestone Coast. It was an absolutely huge day for everybody involved in the swearing-in of Cabinet, but particularly for Claire Scriven. She joins me on the line. Claire, good morning. Good morning, Ewan. Claire, you and I have talked for a number of years now. You are the Minister for Primary Industries and Regional Development and the Minister for Forestry as part of the Cabinet. Um, how does it feel to be a member of the new Cabinet of South Australia? Uh, it's really, really exciting. It's still sinking in a little bit, to be honest. Um, the election win on Saturday was, you know, the, the extent of the win was pretty surprising to most of us. Uh, and then to have the opportunity to serve in uh, Malinaska's Labor Cabinet is just just incredibly exciting. And it hadn't actually occurred to me that I was the first uh, woman to be a, from the South East to be in the Cabinet. Um, so when that was pointed out to me, I thought, yeah, I'm really pleased, not just personally, but also for uh, for regional women to have that, um, have that situation, I guess. And also I think it shows other women that, yes, there might be a path for them in politics uh, and hopefully it encourages other women to think about that path. Mm. Claire, what's the difference between being part of the shadow cabinet and now actually being able to form government and uh, and represent not only the Limestone Coast but South Australia? Oh, difference, difference is huge. I mean, in opposition, uh, you know, obviously, we spend a lot of time developing policy uh, and uh, trying to make sure we keep the government to account. But in government, we can actually make decisions. So uh, all the things that I've been hearing from people over the last uh, sort of two years that I was Shadow Minister for these portfolios, um, I can now turn into action to actually make sure that it uh, it benefits regional South Australia, benefits South Australia as a whole, and of course, um, benefits the Limestone Coast too. What are some of the things that you would like to be able to achieve over the course of the next four years of government? Uh, well, some of them are clear because we made announcements prior to the election. So that includes things like the uh, huge investment in research and development for the forest industry. Mm. Um, some of the things that Peter was talking about at Port McDonald when he was down this week, um, yeah, the fee relief for uh, lobster fishermen for a year prior to having a, um, a, a real look at the, the fee structure and whether that's sustainable going forward. So a lot of those things, of course, are the investment in the hospital, uh, increasing the number of ambulance officers, uh, building a technical college in uh, Mount Gambier, a lot of things that we people will certainly know about and we'll be looking forward to achieving those. And then there's some of the things that are more, more difficult uh, but are absolutely crucial for regional communities. So things like the uh, addressing the labour force shortages, which in turn rely on 
on addressing the housing shortages uh, and issues, for example, around transport. So, you know, there are plenty of plenty of people who who want to work, for example, in um, our primary industry sector, uh, whether that's seasonal work or more ongoing. But if they, for example, don't have have a car or don't have a license, they can't get there. Those sorts of things, they're they're more difficult to address because they're they're quite sort of uh, systemic. Uh, but I think if we really want our regional areas to thrive, they're things that we have to address. And I'm really looking forward to uh, getting my teeth stuck into some of those. Claire, I must admit, I've become a bit of a political nerd over the course of the last decade. <laughs> and one of the things that uh, that sticks out to me this week, at least, is the representation in the current Peter Malinowskis government is probably the best representation of any government that we've ever seen from a Limestone Coast point of view. We've got so many people who have either grown up in the Limestone Coast who are representing the Limestone Coast who have a voice in, in Parliament. Yes, that's right. So Kaya Ma is our new Attorney General and of course many people would be familiar with by Kaya and his, his family, the, the late Viv Ma. Uh, and uh, so he will be, at, or he is, our Attorney General. Uh, and also some people would know Lucy Hood who grew up in, uh, in Narracourt. She's now been elected to the seat of Adelaide uh, and myself, of course. So that's a, you know, a really a really strong representation from the southeast, and I think that's that's only got to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we're trying to govern for the whole of South Australia, uh, but if you live in a particular region, you know far more intimately what the regional needs are. So I, I think that's really important. So uh, again, I'll be. Uh, yeah, I'm just so excited. <laughs> I really am. Leah, i got to say congratulations. It's wonderful to see you uh, being part of the ministry. Uh, we will catch up over the course of, you know, the next couple of years. We're going to talk a whole heap about what's going on in the Limestone Coast. And, of course, in regards to uh, uh, your purview as minister, thank you for joining us this morning on the radio. And uh, congratulations once again from all of us. Thanks so much. appreciate it. Now, Livestock Coasters, just finally, I couldn't not talk about Fringe. It all gets underway tonight. Tally Tickle joins me on the line to tell me all about it. G'day, Tally. Good morning. How are you? I am so excited that Fringe is here and it all bursts into action tonight. Oh, wow. You should see the showgrounds. We did a light test last night and it is amazing. So... You know, our little own Garden of Unearthly Delights in Mount Gambier, basically. <laughs> Fringe land. Tell me all about what we're going to see tonight. Yeah, so look, the gates open at four o'clock and it is a free family-friendly event. Uh, you know, there's a main stage which will have live musical night and a beautiful welcome to country ceremony. Um, at, the, at the back of the showgrounds, there's a dance mat that will have uh, performances from locals as well as... Um, Travelling dancers, there's roving circles everywhere, there's market stalls everywhere, food trucks down the back, bars, you name it, and we've got it. And Tally, on top of Fringeland tonight, um, there's a lot of stuff going on over the course of the weekend as well. Yeah, that's right. So there's quite a few things on actually tonight, um, and we'll have a free uh, fringe minibus that will go from the showgrounds into the city and kind of keep looping all night. So if you want to, you know, go catch, um, there's live music at Sorrento, for example, you can go there and then catch a bus back to the showgrounds. Will Sparks is a, a brilliant DJ that the Gems Hotel are running. Um, there's also, you know, on Saturday night, there is going to be a pop-up dance by Lewis Major Projects called Satari Promenade in the Cave Garden at 8 o'clock and that is an award winning show so that is definitely something to kind of to make sure you try and catch. Mm. Uh, Ministry of Laughs if you like comedy, the Saturday Night One has just moved to the RSL, we're just updating all of the ticketing people and, and the websites but um, yeah there's stuff on all weekend. 
Now, how can we find out all about Fringe and what is on? Yeah, definitely head to fringemountgambia.com.au. That's the most up-to-date information or um, our Facebook page. I just look for Fringe Mount Gambia and it's all there. That's it for today's podcast. I'll be back on Tuesday for everything Limestone Coast. You can catch up with me live on the radio, 6am weekday mornings on the Limestone Coast, 963 Triple M.